Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. This is Haley. Thank you for joining us. Haley's feeling a little bit under the weather. So, you know, we're, we're just going to do the best we can with what we got. And what we got is kind of a lot. You say kind of a lot. I don't know about that. Mainly in AEW, though. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know what? WWE, they're doing nothing. Um well, nothing that I care about, I should say. Uh, nothing of substance, so. Well, and to be fair, um, SummerSlam is happening today as we're filming. So if we did predictions or anything, like, you know, oh, it yeah. would kind of be old news, so. Yeah, and we, well, and you know what? In a, like a few episodes ago, we talked about the Street Profits. That's all that matters. So go find that. That's true, but we did have some very interesting developments with AEW this week that I'm excited to talk about. Listen, can I tell you something? Yeah. So, um, I watch AEW uh, on my laptop, and then I have an HDMI cord to my TV. And, like, something, like, glitched with my HDMI cord, so I, like, ran over it, and I was, like, trying to fix it. And while I'm trying to fix it, a commentary just says, hello, we got trios titles, and then the belts are just there. A very interesting way to introduce titles that have been very anticipated since basically the formation of AEW, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, I was very, very confused because normally when there's a big announcement like that, Tony Khan's all over Twitter saying, I got a big announcement, guys. Special announcement tonight. (laughs) And you remember what back when he bought Ring of Honor, people, one of the things people were guessing was trios titles that he was going to announce them. But instead we get commentary just, it's just, a random segment on the show, no warning. It cuts to commentary, and they just have the belts there. And they're like, and, you know, the winners are going to be crowned all out, and we get no other details. <laughs> no, like, start date, like, nothing. Just, yeah. No, no entrance in this tournament, no. no. no bra- not even, like, a bracket. <laughs> not even a bracket. We have no idea how many teams are going to be in this tournament. We don't know when it's happening. Presumably after Quake at the Lake, which gives us like a month to do this whole tournament. 
I'm so confused by this decision, but I'm really interested in trios. And there's, and I posted this on Twitter. You could come up with like a 12 team field just from AEW easily. And I don't think they're going to because they don't, I don't think they have the time for it unless they do like two matches on Dynamite 2 on Rampage for weeks. I mean, they could do that. But I don't know. And you know, you know, if you factor in like Forbidden Door entrance, like you could have teams from Impact or New Japan or AAA or whatever, or maybe even like returning people like CM Punk, maybe CM Punk and FTR as their as a team. I love CM so I, I do too, but it's so sad because, well, one, I don't know if CM Punk is going to be back. Like I, we don't have a whole lot of information on that. Like they haven't really talked about it on AW at all. And two, like, I want FTR to win, like, the tag belts, like, the mm-hmm. AW tag team belts. And, like, they already have all those belts. So, like, you give them the trios and the tag belts. It's, like, it's a little much, I think. It is. <laughs> and yeah. I love FTR. I want them to have all the belts. But, like, <laughs> we got we to gotta share the wealth. <laughs> Just one, maybe one belt, you know? Just what? one. And you know what? I do really like the idea, and not to go too much off topic, but I have this just made me think of it. I do really like the idea of CM Punk returning as a heel and being mm-hmm. a bad guy. I think it'd be really interesting. I don't know. I think the trios division is, you know, major for AEW because a lot of people on Twitter have been saying AEW hasn't felt the same since like the highs of the summer of 2021, yeah. you know, building up to all out with the Adam Cole, Brian Danielson double debut, which was incredible. And it hasn't really felt the same, but like, I don't know, this week felt the same, this dynamite. Yeah. And like going into trios, that's like so quintessential elite. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing for me too. I've definitely felt that way. Like, and it's hard to compete with that. Like, I don't think anything could ever live up to last summer for AEW, but I think this is coming close, especially with, you know, not to get off topic, but them pushing the younger talent again. Um, and that could obviously be because a lot of their top guys are out on injury right now. Whatever the case, it's great for them. Um, but yeah, the trios division is definitely a breath of fresh air and something that they needed desperately. <laughs> yeah, they definitely did. And I like that you mentioned the younger talent because this episode of Dynamite, also we saw Hook yeah. win the FTW uh, championship from Ricky Starks. We saw the breakup of uh, Starks and Hobbs, which was jarring for me i didn't expect it well i what i did see them as tag champs i um, really thought that they were gonna win the tag titles back back when was it like three weeks ago when the, yeah. the uh, triple tag happens and to see this happen was insane to me but you know building ricky starks getting him up where he needs to be we saw dante martin go toe-to-toe with sammy guevara and in my opinion surpassed sammy guevara i think he was better in the ring this time um, but that's for a, t- a topic of discussion for somewhere else. And I don't know. I just feel like AW is really getting back in the swing of things. Now, whether this has anything to do with, you know, the potential that Kenny Omega is returning soon, uh, maybe, you know, all the stuff going on in WWE, maybe Tony Khan is stepping up his game. I don't know, but I'm here for it. Yeah. And it's good for all of us, to be honest. Yeah. I'm just so excited. Um, when details of the trios tournament come out, I hope we get it's, I hope we get a bracket because I would love to do, uh, maybe we'll do it on Tag Talk. I would love to do like fill out the bracket, like NCAA March Madness style. Uh, so no surprise entrance, please, Tony Khan. 
please. Please. I, I know he that man loves a good surprise, but listen, I want to finally have a tournament that I can do NCAA March Madness style. We never get that. And I feel like there's already going to be enough surprises, um, you know. So, <laughs> Well, speaking of trios, it's now time for our week. It gets me every time. The remix on the music, the question marks, <laughs> art. Listen, You're an artist. Listen, so... Um, I was going to make a new Hung Bucks update graphic because we had an update in the story. And I was like going through so many sounds. I went through hundreds and hundreds of sounds and none of them fit the Hung Bucks. So I took the old sound and I added some spooky drums and bam, suspense building. I'm just imagining you sitting there like, <laughs> scrolling. I was, I was like, uh, maybe like a happy sound. Like, <laughs> And I was like, well, maybe something, like, hopeful. And I was, like, looking at... I was just looking through so many sounds. But, like, no. We have suspense. Because this story is suspenseful. So, if you didn't catch it, this is our Hung Bucks update of the week. And it is the biggest we get a good update. It's the biggest update by far. And, by the way, for everyone on Twitter, when this happened on Dynamite, who... Mentioned who tweeted at me and Haley and was like, Did you see the mentions are blowing up? Like, my, I, so many of my you, text messages, my mentions, like so many of you made sure we saw it, and I'm so thankful for that. I love that we're now the Hung Bucks girlies. <laughs> That's us now. I'm so excited for it. But I should probably run down the segment. We haven't even talked about it, and I'm already crying. But well, we should also note that. Nothing happened on BTE this week, and I was a little bummed about it, but they made up for it with the segment. <laughs> yeah, nothing happened on BTE. I'm expecting something next week, though, oh, yeah, uh, because this segment was major. <laughs> so for the first time in a long time, we got the Young Bucks and Hangman Page on screen together, talking to each other at the same time. So basically, trio titles are introduced, blah, blah, blah. And then it cuts to Brandon Cutler filming the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are basically saying, oh, we don't want to talk. Like, we have nothing to talk about. And Brandon Cutler's like, but what about the trios titles? And for some reason, we're supposed to believe the Young Bucks didn't know about this. (laughs) They were like, (laughs) oh, what what are you talking about? (laughs) What? Trios titles. (laughs) (laughs) I love the idea of Tony Khan keeping this a secret from them. And just, like, smuggling the belts to JR. And that's, see, that's why it was just on commentary. That's why it wasn't a big thing, because they would have found out. Did we just crack the code? I think so. Oh my god, Tony Khan. And, but anyway, so the Young Bucks are like, huh? Why are you titles? And Brendan Cutler's like, yo, it could be me and you. You have no friends. Like, I can be your trios partner. And they're they basically like, like, Brandon, you suck. We don't want to be your trios partner. And so then they start walking. They walk around this pillar. And they literally almost run into Hangman Page. And it's very, very awkward. They're like, happy birthday. And he's like, oh, happy birthday to you. Yours is tomorrow, right? It's very awkward. And you see Nick Jackson look at Matt Jackson, who's looking at the ground, trying not to make eye contact with anyone. And Nick is like, this is... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega 
mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done the second time i've seen you interacting in like a healthy happy way with hangman page and hangman page is all smiles he has hard eyes he's so here for the young bucks i think he's at a point where he's really ready to talk this out and i don't know the the story's building and matt started to and then the dark order came and they interrupted and we didn't get it again ripped away Listen, I know it's probably going to come down to a situation where Hangman has to choose between the Dark Order and, you know, the Young Bucks or the Elite. And I'm really hoping that he chooses the Elite. And I know a lot of people on Twitter are kind of annoyed by this. They're like, well, Hangman's just going to ditch the Dark Order. Like, the Dark Order's done so much for Hangman, whatever. But I think the Dark Order is really at a, at a spot where it's time for some change. Like they've lost a few members like Anna left. She's in JAS now, which I have opinions on, but, and I think it's just time for, I don't know, the dark order to move forward. And I don't think hangman fits there anymore. I think he's, his story's progressed to a point, you know, winning the world title, losing the world title. I think he's at a spot where he's ready to like, just sort out his issues. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can only be an alcoholic for so long. So true. So true. And I think he really needs to confront his issues. And I think the base of his issues from the very beginning have been the Young Bucks. And it's like today, and I told you this, and I posted on Twitter, I was, uh, I went back to watch Revolution 2020 to see, you know, Kenny and Hangman versus Mm -hmm. the Bucks. And they did like a little video package before the match. And it was just this tension between Hangman and Matt. Matt Jackson, Matt Jackson just being like, you were a jobber in Ring of Honor and we saved you. And it was never really Nick and Kenny who had anything to do with it. It was Hangman and Matt. So it's really interesting to me that Matt is the one really leading the charge to lead to, you know, reach out to Hangman. And Hangman is like receptive to it. It's very weird. I feel like we need more information. It's, you know, he's only getting older. Like, you know, he's got his family he's like you know what it's time it's time to reconcile we got to put the past behind us and we love growth okay we love it i this week's dynamite i think is going to be super interesting because we have the advertised return of the undisputed elite which is weird to me because the young folks haven't really done a whole lot of undisputed elite like promos or like any they haven't really related to the undisputed elite since adam cole you know unfortunately was injured at forbidden door so it's like they don't really feel like a part of the undisputed elite anymore so them advertising the return of the undisputed elite 
tells me this is going to be a major um a major point in our story progression yeah i know some people are talking about kenny possibly returning um i don't know that would be great um but (laughs) i also kind of hope that they save that um but regardless you know it's definitely going to be a turning point in the story yeah and i it i really do think back to forbidden door when uh, Hangman's sort of all alone dragging himself to the back and the Young Bucks are hesitating and hesitating and hesitating and Kyle O'Reilly kind of like yells at them and gets them to go to the back. I really do feel like we're building to like the undisputed part versus the elite part minus Kenny. I feel like Hangman's going to be in that spot. And I do think some people are saying and I, you know, I have to mention, even though I hate this idea, a lot of people are saying, well, it's still going to be Kenny and the Young Bucks. And Hangman um, is maybe, like, going to be, he's going to turn heel. Like, he's going to reject the Young Bucks and make them feel what he felt. Maybe Hangman is going to be, like, the odd man out. And I don't think any of that is going to happen. I think the clear story here is Matt Jackson and Hangman Page, you know, settling their business and Hangman coming back into the fold. Because they're the only two who really have, you know, a stake in this fight at this point. Like, Kenny, he's gone on this whole journey of injury and being out and losing his title and, like, all this stuff. And Nick Jackson, he never had a dog in this fight to begin with. He was just there. And so I feel like the clear story here is between those two. And Kenny doesn't fit there. I agree. And to um, to your point about Hangman possibly turning heel, I, I don't really like that either. Um Especially because I think he does better as a face, and any time that he's been a heel, he's kind of had um, like a crutch to lean on. Yeah. Um, so him just being a heel on his own kind of concerns me. Because right now I feel like he's floating, and I think he needs the Bucks as a crutch. Yeah. Or the Dark Order, but Bucks. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's a lot of story we can do with Hangman and. Um, the Young Bucks versus Hangman in the Dark Order or Hangman anyone else. Because you could, in the tournament, you could have Hangman have to stand with the Young Bucks against the Dark Order and try to justify his decision to them and why he's reconciled with the Young Bucks over staying with the Dark Order. I feel like that would be an amazing match. And I think that could be a good Dynamite main event. I would love it. Um, You also have, you know, the Young Bucks who have to justify not siding with Kenny Omega or even Adam Cole or even Jay White, who's still somehow part of this bullet club, undisputed elite fiasco that they've created with the forbidden door. Uh, And through the forbidden door, you could even bring in the bullet club to this (laughs) tournament. Who knows? But I feel like, I don't know. Like if we don't get the hung bucks, I feel like it's a waste. Like this is, this is the story that makes the most sense. And it's a story that most people are excited for. I feel like this week, you know, me and you and some other people have really been saying the Hung Bucks reunion is coming. It's coming. It's coming. And we've been doing it for weeks. And I think this dynamite really proved to people that it is happening uh, because we finally got to see them together on screen. And so now people are really invested in it. And if it doesn't happen, if they replace them with Kenny Omega or they replace them with Jay White, I don't know. It would be interesting Hangman of the Dark Order versus Jay White and the Young Bucks, for example, to see how that dynamic plays out when they're against each other again. But I don't know. I feel like AEW is at a point now where we have to go back and pick up our old stories that we've kind of dropped for a bit. And this is the oldest story in AEW is Hangman Page from the first press conference. 
So I don't know. Trios is weird. And I don't know where Kenny Omega fits. I see. I would love to see him like return <clears throat> at all out and maybe like after they win the trios titles and maybe yeah. like do something with that. Um, I just think that the pop would be insane and it would be a great way to like kind of tie up the story from uh, full gear and even before that. But my biggest question is, now that Adam got injured and he's coming back, do we think that his, like, injury helped him see, like, you know what I mean? Listen, 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 I tweeted this, and people told me I was being dumb because they told me he already knew. But I, listen, I went back and I watched all the BTEs. Adam Cole still does not know that he was murdered by the Young Bucks. I went back and I watched his debut at All Out. Nothing. I went back, I watched BTE. There's like things where maybe like subconsciously he knows, like he picks up a bang energy drink and yeah. a monster um, and whatever. And for people who don't know, back when Adam Cole was in the Bullet Club, before he went to WWE, the Young Bucks murdered him by giving him a poisoned monster at PWG. And that was like his send off from um, the Bullet Club. And then they brought him back to life. Yeah. in aw and all this is canon because bte is canon so it counts as part of the story and i did i did have this idea like him having the concussion like the brain injury specifically if that triggered something because you know when people have amnesia and it's like something triggers it and all their memories come flooding back it it'll be really interesting if adam cole comes back at this undisputed elite segment and he's like haha well wait a minute and then maybe Maybe I'm fantasy booking this because now you got me on a tangent, Haley. <laughs> I mean, I think it's entirely possible. Like, I just feel like bringing the Undisputed Elite back this way and advertising it, like, something is going to happen. Whether yeah, it's Hangman or Kenny or Adam himself, like, something is going to happen here. Maybe, maybe Adam Cole's, like, whispering in the ear of Red Dragon and he's like, hey, like, they murdered me. <laughs> and I killed me. And, and maybe maybe they try to murder the young bucks and they get saved by Hangman. Oh, listen, <laughs> I know. I it sounds crazy, but remember, okay, Adam Cole. Listen, people thought that we were crazy for saying that the trios titles were going to come. Uh, people were all out. We're all out. People told me, and I was that the hung bucks were going to reunite. People said we were crazy then. So you know what? We haven't missed yet. <laughs> And, and, and you know what, I've been a little, like, arrogant on Twitter about it, um, but that's just because I put up with a lot of, of people, you know, our Tag Talk viewers, they're in the know. They know that that this was happening, like, because all, we're all like-minded people. But there were people who, I did a poll that was like, when was Trio's titles coming? And people told me that I was being, like, naive or stupid yeah. for saying before All Out, because that, that was my guess, before All Out. And look who was right. It's almost like I know Tag Team Wrestling. It's almost like we have a whole show about it or something. Almost. But back to, back to the hung bucks. Too, uh, too out there. Uh, Kenny Omega presents like an interesting problem here because, you know, Tony Khan did say he was waiting for Kenny Omega to do trios titles. But I think the, the better story is Hangman of the Young Bucks being trios champions and Kenny being the odd man out and taking that Hangman Page role. I think that's a more interesting story. And then you can get Kenny. We could just run Kenny dream matches because the man is super injured. Uh, even when he comes back, he's not going to be 100% just because all the injuries have built up. And, you know, 
and it really does pay me to say it, but I think we're in like the last Kenny Omega run. At least he's got time. a year or two left. He's almost 40 and he's yeah. talked extensively about retiring by then. So yeah. Um, at least full time, you know, yeah. in his forties, he could have a match here or there, whatever. So I think him being trios with the, the young bucks would be great. And I think they do great trios matches, but I think there's a lot of great Kenny Omega singles matches. We have yet to run Kenny Omega and CM Punk. That's a big one that we still have to get. I think we have to run Kenny Omega and Moxley again before Kenny Omega is done. Like there's a lot of loose ends to tie up. Golden Lovers. Yes. Oh, listen, Kota Ibushi being part of AW, we need to get that before Kenny Omega retires. The Forbidden Door is open. Why hasn't it happened? I don't know. But anyway, um, I think the pieces are falling perfectly in place for the Hung Bucks and then Kenny Omega seeking himself, finding himself, whatever, uh, in storyline, whatever have Mm -hmm. you. So we get those dream matches before Kenny retires. I think that's what's best for business. And I think that's what's best for the elite. Because um, they're the sole four surviving members of like the big 2018 boom. And I would love to see them stick together. Especially in the trios. Yeah, I agree. And Adam Cole could do his Adam Cole thing with Red Dragon. And it'll be great. I did say someone, and I wanted to uh, mention this. I did see someone, um, someone asked me, well, if Kenny comes back and he still wants to do trios, who do you put him with if not the Young Bucks? And a lot of people said um, Gallows and Carl uh, Anderson. Yeah. Um, because they're presumably able to forbidden door their way in. I don't know what their like contract situation is or whatever. The act would be interesting because they did a lot of great stuff as a team in Impact, and I think they're a great act. But I don't think the, you know, the Good Brothers, like – heel vibe where they're like annoying <laughs> yeah no. i don't think that's where kenny the young bucks or or hangman page are currently and i don't think that they fit in the trios tournament at least with kenny omega so i think trios tournament wise the hung bucks i think they're shooing house of black death triangle jas best, friend? best friends um who else could you get in there Oh, we're missing. Yeah, I said Death Triangle. Oh my! I feel like we're missing a lot. Yeah, I mean the undisputed elite, or not the undisputed elite, but Colin Red Dragon. Dragon. I feel like you could do some configuration with Eddie Ortiz and someone. I don't know. Santana's still out. He's going to be out for for a long, long time, apparently. But, at, like, it boils down to the, you know, we've said this on multiple episodes. AW has been ready for trios belts for, like, two months. Yeah, they've and- been building these stories and have just been sitting on them because they can't progress them because the titles aren't here. But here we go. And it's kickstarting. All Out is so soon. Um, we're recording this July 30th. So we have August, and then that's it. So August is going to be make or break for AEW in the trios titles. I think it, they're going to smash it. I'm so excited. And I'm so excited for BTE this week. I'm literally like, listen, I've never been this excited for BTE <laughs> since before, since, no, since AW was founded mm-hmm. and they were doing BTE then. I'm so excited. It's going to be so great. I'm so ready. Listen. Oh, sorry. No, I wasn't going to say anything. Oh, you opened your mouth and I was oh, like, oh. I was just smiling because I'm just so, I can't contain my excitement. 
I listen and AEW really like you said earlier, they really do need it. And I do think it's a bit strange that Swerve in Our Glory wasn't on TV this week. I don't know like what they're doing family wise, whatever. because uh, I do know that Keith Lee was having some family things. Um but I do hope we get a good story for them headed into All Out instead of just, you know, a fun match, which will be fun. But I do, they're, you know, they just became champs, and I feel like they need a good story to really latch on to, mm-hmm. especially now that Starks and Hobbs are broken up and they're doing their own thing outside of the division. I don't know. I don't think we do FTR here. I mean, you could do FTR, FTR here, and FTR would make sense because they've been, like, number one contenders for, like, 16 weeks or something crazy like that. But we do need something because they have they weren't on TV and they have nothing and they just became champs. Yeah. And I do feel like maybe the the tag division will be like a sacrificial lamb for the trios for August. Yeah. Which AW does do that a lot. And it already does feel like the women's division is kind of being put on the back burner because trios and AW does that. It's a whole other thing. It's just the reality of the situation that apparently we can only highlight one thing at a time. The new fresh toy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, the world title picture, there's uh, so much craziness going on there because yeah. you got Rui Yuta and Chris Jericho and John Moxley, and that's not for this show. But I don't know. I'm going to be optimistic. I'm going to say Trio's titles is going to bring AW into a new era. It's going to give me 2021 vibes. I'm going to be it all out. Uh, so is Haley. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to be super excited. And also, if we had a Kenny Omega return it all out, I already have a Kenny Omega tattoo. But I'll do something special. Um, you guys can hold me to it. I'll do something. I don't know. But Trio's titles in AEW. I'm so ready. I know. So that was like our biggest tag story of the week was trios titles uh we didn't have much going on in wwe still no women's tag movement still no major stuff on the men's tag scene that we haven't already talked about with the street profits a uh, summer is today uh can't gotta be honest the tag matches are not what i'm looking forward to that's okay but i mean we had some stuff on the indies so okay Haley smiling uh, listen <laughs> Listen, I love Bussy, the team of Effie and Allie Catch. And I'm I'm a little confused by what happened. So and here, you give your opinion and then I'll give mine because maybe I'm misinformed. Well, so at the People vs. GCW show uh last night in Nashville, um Bussy SGC and Los Macisos um, fought in a triple threat for the tag titles. Um, Bussy lost. <laughs> they were the tag champs. Um, and Los Macisos regained their titles. They were at one point the longest reigning GCW tag champions, and now they have reclaimed their titles. Um, to me, as much as I love Bussy, to me, they were always kind of like that transitional team, uh, for this to happen. Um, because Los Macisos, you know, they had problems with their visas and all of that stuff. But now they have that. <laughs> so I'm expecting uh, a long reign again. Um, and I'm excited. Yeah, 
I'm excited for it because I do love GCW really putting emphasis on the tag teams because it does feel like for the longest time it's been like the John Moxley and Matt Cardona show, which I love yeah. both of them. And I love both of them in GCW, but you got to admit a lot has fallen by the wayside because yeah. of that. Um, I'm, I think my main gripe with it is that Bussy, like they're both individually, like the foundation of GCW, like they really helped to build GCW to where, you know, to, to Hammerstein levels and to where it is today. Like you don't do that without them. And so to me, I don't know, it's a little bit strange, mainly because I don't know if they had dropped the titles to another GCW, like foundational team, like SGC or something. I I don't know, but I just I just constantly feel like Bussy isn't getting their due as a tag team or as individuals. Well, to me, I feel like Los Macisos is a foundational team. Um, they were the champs for like what was it like a thousand days or something? Yeah. So I feel like they were they were definitely foundational. They're one of the OGs. Um, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. They, but I guess what I'm saying is like. They were, they, I don't know. <laughs> let me, let me take a minute and compose my thoughts. I do think that they were, uh, that they were OGs and yeah. that they were, you know, integral part of getting GCW off the floor. But I also think, you know, the big upswing that GCW had in the last two, three years, yeah. I think that's because of people like Bussy. Right. Like people like SGC and Nick Gage and not necessarily because of Los Macizos. No, I I know, I know what you're saying. Um, like kind of like ushering in like a new era of GCW. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm a big, big Effie fan and a big, big Alley Catch fan. And I don't know, it just feels a bit abrupt. Um, but I also feel like GCW hasn't done a great job of building stories lately. So maybe Mm -hmm. that's why it feels abrupt because we didn't really, there's like, eh, it was kind of wishy-washy. Um, but I do like you know, a fresh take on the tag scene in GCW. Because we talked about this, maybe it was last week or maybe the week before, um, that GCW kind of feels repetitive nowadays and, like, a lot of the tag matches are repetitive. So I do like this. Um, yeah, they're announcing some wacky matches. <laughs> like, and I think they heard, I think, because we weren't the only people saying this. No. Like, it was, it was a popular idea. It was a like, on, on the internet, really. Yeah, and I think... Maybe they took that into consideration, so they're like, bam, bam, bam. Good. Maybe bullying works. <laughs> Maybe, but don't bully Brett Lauderdale. I feel no, like he's no, sensitive. No, 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 I feel like he's sensitive, but maybe he's not. I don't know. Just don't bully anyone on the internet. No, don't no, do no. it. Just voice your opinion strongly. Don't don't at anyone. No, just put it out there. Never do that. But um, I don't know. I feel like going into you know homecoming and you know, the last half of the year, GCW's in, like, a weird spot. Yeah. They are. I'm excited to see what they do for Homecoming. I really thought that they were going to start to build stories starting Mm -hmm. on the show last night, but I don't really know if we got that. So hopefully that happens, you know, because that's in, what, 14 days? Two weeks? Yeah. And... I don't know. Like, you can build stories easily with GCW because the fans are so, like, online. Like, you could build Yeah, and they do do a lot of stuff, like, on Twitter and YouTube and stuff. Yeah, and you could do it so much more easily for GCW than, like, AEW or WWE. Just because I feel like Twitter is such a big part of GCW. 
But I don't know. It just, and maybe it's because they are, they're trying not to do repetitive things that they're kind of like formulating a plan. But like you mentioned, there's a lot of weird matches that are just kind of like, there's a lot of moving parts Mm -hmm. and like a lot of things that maybe don't necessarily fit together. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. Not going to lie. I'm kind of into it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm intrigued. And I know, I know I've said it before that like, you know, I've been honest about um, my kind of relationship with GCW and kind of like me not being as like excited about it just because of the repetition but it, mm-hmm. it does feel a little funky and fresh. <laughs> like, yeah, funky and fresh. They need, you know what they need to do? They need to have a show called Funky and Fresh. You, you know how they always name the show? Funky and Fresh. And we have to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the only time you guys are allowed to at uh, Brett Lauderdale. Go on Twitter. Type it up. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> but, um... That's about all we have for you guys as we go tag talk. It's a little bit of a very short, short episode. episode, but not a lot happened in tag team wrestling. I'm very concerned. <laughs> it, that is true. Like, I okay. So we had well, FTR. They're doing their thing. They beat the Briscoes. Now they're doing nothing. Apparently, um, they're oh wait, they're doing indie stuff. They're doing stuff in the indie scene. So that's that. We had the trios and the hung bucks. That was like the big, big story this week. But I don't know if you if you want to hear my thoughts on FTR versus the Briscoes, you got to go to Code of Honor podcast on Body Slam Net, and you can see my Death Before Dishonor review. It's on there. Um, but I don't know. Tag team wrestling is in a weird place now. It feels like we were on the upswing, and then we had like faction wars in AW, and now we're like trios, and now I don't know what we're doing. Well, I did want to note, too, because I remembered that Garden State announced their um, tag titles and doing their inaugural um, tag tournament, and the first team that they announced was the Wolves. So I'm excited to see how that goes. I hope we get some good teams out of that. Um, I think we will. I think think Garden State is doing a lot of great stuff. I think they've got a lot of goodwill with like the fans and I also think with wrestlers too. They have a lot of good momentum right now too. Yeah. So So we'll definitely keep you guys in the loop about that. Oh yeah. Um, uh we'll also keep you in the loop about what whatever is happening in GCW. Um and and also if there's a trios bracket, we'll do trios brackets. Um maybe we'll find out a way for you guys to participate. I yeah we could know. do like an interactive thing. Yeah, let us know if you guys would like that. Um, you can add us on Twitter or comment below. We'll figure it out. But that's your tag talk for this week. Um, trio titles imminent. Very excited. Hung Bucks imminent. Very, very excited. Lots going on. Kenny Omega coming back. Uh, CM Punk coming back, presumably. Lots happening. <laughs> you want to do your plugs? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> you guys can follow me. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'm a little disoriented today. You guys can follow me on Twitter there uh, to see everything I'm doing. Uh, you know, I do like nerdy stuff, wrestling stuff. Just check that out to see. Um, and also follow Romantic Wrestle on Twitter. It's Kylie and I's new passion project to romanticize wrestling. We made big announcements today. So definitely go check out the Twitter, support that. And and sometime before the trios tournament we haven't decided a time yet on uh romanticized wrestling which is our youtube we're going to do 
Um, early predictions, we're going to talk about potential stories that could happen, how yeah. everything interconnects in AEW. So if, you know, stories are a big thing and all these trios are connected in some way in AEW. So we'll break it down for you. So keep an eye out for that. Follow me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. Um, I'll post everything there. Like Haley said, follow at Romantic Wrestle and follow Haley so you can get all the information on that. Um, you can see us every Sunday at five here on Fightful Overbooked for Tag Talk. This week was a little bit short, um, but like I said, Haley's feeling a little bit sick. Trio's titles was like the main story, so thank you guys for bearing with us. You can also see me every Monday at three on the Body Slay Net YouTube channel for the Code of Honor podcast, where me and Kyle, who is joining us on Romanticized Wrestling, um, where we break down Ring of Honor. Like I said, this last week we did our Death Before Dishonor review which we did talk about FTR and Briscoes and all the other tag team insanity, the embassy, everyone, everything that happened, we talked about it. So go over there to check that out. Um, is that, did I cover all the bases? Oh no, I didn't. Uh, subscribe to Fightful Overbook, like this video, comment below, um, go watch everybody else's video on Fightful Overbooked. We're so like, much great content out there. So much great content. Other than tag talk. Yeah. Everyone is working so hard to bring you guys the best content possible. I'm so proud to be part of this brand. Um, I think we covered all the plugs. I think we did. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hopefully we'll have BTE news. We'll have Undisputed Elite news. Manifest it for us. And send Haley your good vibes because she's feeling sick. See you guys next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.